Adrienne. Hi, Christina. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Awesome. Um, thank you again for being on the podcast. Um, for everybody that doesn't know you, I wanted to go ahead and jump right into your backstory and kind of how you got to be where you are today, this professional trainer, um, and just, yeah, how you got to where you are. Okay, so, well, my name is Adrian Nina, and I got into training about, well, for myself personally, just getting to physical activity and wanting to work out and be a better version of myself and healthier about nine years ago. Oh. And it was just something that I just enjoyed doing for myself. Like, it didn't feel like it was a chore, like, uh, I have to go work out at this point. It was just like every day I looked forward to going to the gym and doing my workout. It became routine. And at the time, before I became an actual um, professional trainer where I helped others, I actually had a job in retail where I was selling, like, you know, expensive luxury goods. And it just, like, you know, it was like, I was looking at what I was doing and realized, like, you know, it's great. I'm making a lot of money. I'm selling these expensive things to people, but it's not really. And they sometimes get stressed out if they can't get a certain thing or item that they want, you know, True. when they want it. And I'm just like, this is not even making their lives any better if they have it or if they don't have it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was just like. I was kind of getting sick of like, you know, living or working in that career. And then I decided like, why don't I just go into training full time and helping other people? It's Cause that's something that I actually enjoy, like, you know, having a conversation and talking about and sharing what I do and how it helps me. So that was the step I took about five years ago. Um, at the time I had, I had a trainer for myself and I kind of told him, like hey I think I want to become a trainer and he's like you should go for it and that like the rest is history oh, so you know I got my certification and then just once I got hired at Equinox I became like I just kind of continued wanting to learn more and so I went to all like as many continued education courses that I could um, especially like things that involve movement or just different modalities that I didn't see a lot of people actually use, utilizing in the gym already you know, just to figure out how to, like, make myself stand apart and also offer something different to people and just, like, kind of, like, enlighten them that, like, hey, this, these other ways of training are actually effective and, like, they actually work for myself, too, you know? Yeah. So that's, like, the long version of how <laughs> I got into training. That's awesome. What would you say is, what was the first uh, modality that you kind of got into? Um... Well, you know, like, well, starting off with training, like, in general, I, mean, I was used to doing, like, you know, some barbell and dumbbell stuff. That's just, like, that's, like, the basic thing that most people start off with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was interesting. I had met a friend, and he had introduced me. Before I became a trainer, he had told me about um, this thing called animal walks is what he called it. Mm-hmm. And he said that some kids, like, in uh, – a park in New York somewhere who were parkour kids had showed him their like conditioning drills. And so him and I went to the gym one day and literally like were crawling on the floor and I couldn't stop laughing. I'm just like, we probably look so hideous, but like it was fun. So then when I became an actual trainer, I heard that there was like, you know, this whole thing about animal flow. And so I'm like, Oh, so this is what that, like my friend had showed me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's when I got really into like the animal flow. So I would say that's the one first thing or different modality out of the norm that I took on. Oh, I love it. 
And that, and I'll kind of jump around here on the questions because I know I see a lot of that influence in your uh, coordinate app. Yes. So it's not really an app. It's just like it's a program I have available on my website. So I don't have like a a native app that people can actually download. But it's like they can just access it from like any streaming service, so they can attach it to their TV or like their phone or tablet or computer oh, wow. to view. Um, and so, yes, it's definitely very similar because it takes some of those principles, but it's all about movement and how it's interconnected, you know? And so basically with my, my program, my training program, Coordinate, it's all about, um, just how would I say, finding that resolution to where can you go next, which is also kind of like, um, theoretical for life, right? Mm Because life is a flow of movement. So it's like, there's always another pathway or escape of where you are to get into the next transition. And so it's really getting people to learn how to move with their body and not just be so single track focused on like, mostly what is it? Uh, sagittal plane movements, you yeah, know? All their squats and just the All their squats, yeah. yeah, all their curls, everything facing the mirror. Like a lot of times people get so stuck in the mirror and like watching their form, but that messes up their form. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. <laughs> So it's really about like feeling your body and like um, coordination is something that people lack a lot of. They don't really try to practice it. So it's like we can walk on a treadmill or walk in purse, like walk in life and not think about the coordination of moving contralaterally. But then once you kind of stop someone for a moment and tell them to focus on doing like maybe a dead bug exercise, which is contralateral they like they stumble mm-hmm. you know so it's like that coordination it's just, and it's and it's really about like letting the body move fluidly together through that how would you and i did have another question regarding the program how what what are some tips you have for other fitness professionals that are maybe looking to do like a fully online program something that's integrated through you know ipad website tv um what are like your top tips for someone looking to do that? I would say I should like research the platforms they want to use. There's so many out there and just kind of like see what best fits for them. Um, and also it's like about being able to create something and have, you know, um, what would I say? Just continue continuously renewing and updating because people get bored. True. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to kind of like be up and that's something I have to work on myself is like I'm so busy with so many other things and like the things that I do in real life mm-hmm. <laughs> that I have to make time <laughs> for the stuff that's going to be more social and like, you know, All the um, online virtual. stuff. Yeah. To that. Um, what, uh, I guess, what would you say is your favorite software that's been helping you? Um... Let's see, in terms of, like, which, there's so many, I just don't use one. True. <laughs> I, I, like, have to integrate so many different things. So it's, like, really one of those things, like, um, I mean, like, there's, like, platforms, like, you know, what is it, uh, Vimeo, where people, people use that, you know? So it's just, like, anything where you can use to, like, create your content that has a template. You know, you have Squarespace, you have Shopify. So it's so many different ones and it really is like preferential to what the person wants or the trainer wants, you know? Through that, yeah. And is, uh, 
do you know if Vimeo does it integrate into like websites and things? I think so. I think pretty, I think anything can integrate because with any website you have to, you can always like do your link. I'm not really that great in terms of like programming. I can't so so you know how like you have like those website coding things and stuff, but I oh, know like yeah, yeah. any website you can literally like just put like a, like create a new page and link it to that if you wanted to as well. I got I you. think yeah. So it's kind of like an external, so they can go and see everything. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Awesome. Uh, next question I have here is what is one of the hardest parts of crossbow training? And then what is the favorite part of it? Okay. So crossbow is often confused or crossbow and compound bow are oh, often like kind of confused. No, it's okay. So I usually, I do the compound bow and the compound, uh, it's like, I would say you have your traditional bow, which is just like the wood, arch with the string and then you get into like olympic recurve and then you have your compound and then you have your crossbow which is like the closest thing that's closer to a gun <laughs> because it's like really fast and it's just like it's like there's no um tension that you have to create it's just like a trigger on a crossbow oh, as a compound right, right. bow you have to you do have to engage your um, back muscles and your strength to actually for the bow to like for the um to draw your arrow right Does right that make sense yeah. yeah so i would say that the, one of the most challenging things with that was just getting used to increasing my draw weight because your draw weight also determines how um, far and how fast your arrow is going to go so typically like a draw weight like a goal weight where it's like most of the people, most men would start with or go to was like at least 70. And so for me starting out, I had to start off with 30 and 30 was a struggle because I just wasn't used to engaging those muscles. I was strong, but not used to engaging them. Oh, wow. And so now I'm at 50, which is like the max, which my bow can do. Um, I would say also it's just like the patience, like just being patient with yourself because it's like it takes time. You have to incorporate breath work and just uh, focus. You can't just like draw your arrow and shoot aimlessly. It takes some time. So there's steps to even like getting to the point before you even draw the, the arrow okay. and then releasing it. So like I think one of the best parts enjoyable of that is once you start seeing more consistency in your shots because then you're like you're actually honing in on your form true that what would you say is one of the breath work drills that have helped you the most with uh i guess the focus and the balancing um with archery mm -hmm. yeah definitely just like taking like just being more calm and collective and just kind of like um definitely that like focus it's just like the breathing allows you to kind of like not be in that sympathetic state where you're like so tense because you do want to relax you know we know like when we are tense we hold tension in our like our necks and our shoulders and our chest and actually that's the area you want to have be a little bit more mobile and still stable so that's where i think the breath work helps with that and then you also are engaging your core when you're doing it so if you're breathing properly then your core is definitely going to be engaged true that um, I guess next question would be, uh, what are like your top 
three exercises for breath work um, that integrates like more core and diaphragm training? Mm-hmm. So my top three is like just engaging and starting to nasal breathe. Nasal breathing has been proven to like, it's attached to your diaphragm. So if you ask someone to like, you know, breathe into their diaphragm and they're breathing through their mouths, they have to work a little harder to activate that diaphragm muscle. When it can naturally happen when you're inhaling through your nose. Um, And then... Sorry, can you repeat the rest of the question one more time? Because that's the one I know I have two more. No, you're good. Um, just top three breathing techniques for increasing, like, diaphragm core activation. Okay. And then just practicing, like, upright posture. So, like, having your shoulders and hips stacked over, like, your shoulders stacked over your hips. Because sometimes if you're the other way, if you're, like, a lot um, have upper cross syndrome or you're kind of forward fold, uh, it's going to be challenging to get into that diaphragm because it's compressed, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so just like opening up and like just doing mobility drills where you're kind of like stretching and reaching through your pectorials and like lifting your arms overhead or anywhere above shoulder length, maybe just to get that opening airway so the diaphragm can be released. Um, and then also like activating the diaphragm by doing like this little finger kind of like scoop thing you can do into the lower ribs. Um, you can do that or you can actually take like one of those little gorgeous balls and like lay on it on the prone position right on like your left or right sides of your lower ribs and kind of just breathe into it and that will kind of help release your diaphragm that will actually help you breathe better as well. Oh, wow. That's some good exercises that I'm going to be doing in the next hour here because that's my nice. training time. Um, <laughs> final question I have for you. You're out in California, and yes. I would love to know your favorite places to eat, um, like little local spots where you go to all the time. Oh, my goodness. I, like, I forget even about going anywhere because, like, I haven't really gone out to eat in such a long time. Hey. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites for takeouts right now would be La La's Argentinian Grill. Um, such a good, like, steaks and just, uh, I like, I'm a, I'm a basic person. So when it comes to food, like, my favorite food would be, like, steak potatoes and some sort of vegetable. That's like, good. that's, like, a perfect meal for me. <laughs> so it's really hard to find that in certain places and also affordable you know, and flavorful. So Lala's definitely hits the mark for that. Um, I also, I mean, I miss places like Boa Steakhouse. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they probably have takeout and everything going on. I'm not sure they have the outdoor dining thing going on because I haven't looked into it, but that's one of my favorites also for their steaks. But like they have this amazing um, Caesar salad that they make where they actually like make it at the table for you. Oh, and cool. so, and it's kind of like a little bit of a show, but it also just tastes so good. Um, and then what's another good spot that I really like? I'm trying to think of where I've gone to like all the time. <laughs> I mean, I love sushi too. So like either like Katana or Nobu are like my go-tos for that. Love that. Making me want to go out to our steakhouses over here. We have a couple. I know. And it's like I haven't been wanting to eat sushi, even though those are great places. Because it's just like <laughs> everything's been so weird in terms of like the 
the traffic so you know when pe- places are more busy that like everything's staying a lot more fresh right oh, and it's just like so tough during the pandemic where like some businesses unfortunately have closed down especially restaurants so like mm-hmm. that kind of sucks yeah hopefully everything how's it are they opening back up in california or is it still kind of i mean it's 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 partially closed and partially open it's not as close as it was like back in February and mm-hmm. through June. Um, so it's like a lot more street traffic as normal, but just like certain things aren't allowed and things like, you know, businesses are kind of like, I feel like they're, they've um, adapted to the things and they like are trying to do like the whole outdoor like dining and, you know, mm-hmm. outdoor salons and gyms. So like just make things kind of continue going as much as possible. True, trying to make it work where they can. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Well, thank you for every. Thank you for You're welcome. coming on. Thanks for having me on time. your show. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pause recording here.